You're listening to the Meeting Midway podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Brad Biggerstaff. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. And now, let's meet Midway. Good morning. We continue today with our series from the book of Genesis, the 24th chapter, beginning with the first four verses and then skipping over to verse 10 through the 27th. Hear now God's word to us this day. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house, and who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live, but will go to my country and to my kindred and get a wife for my son Isaac. Then the serpent took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all kinds of choice gifts from his master. And he set out and went to Aram Naharahim, to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well. It was towards evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, Please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. I am standing here by the spring of water, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. Let the girl to whom I shall say, Please offer your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels? Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, there was Rebekah, who was born to Bethel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, coming out with her water jar on her shoulder. The girl was very fair to look upon, a virgin whom no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me sip a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw for your camels also until they have finished. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold nose ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, we have plenty of straw and fodder and a place to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, 
the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the way to the house of my master's kin. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are a culture obsessed with romantic love. Our music, our movies, and our TV shows bear this out, particularly in reality TV, where ratings are driven by storylines about romance, weddings, and births. Well, romance had little to do with marriage in the Bible, where the primary custom was arranged marriage as has been the case throughout most of history. We read a little less than a half of this, the longest chapter in Genesis, an ancient tale about an arranged marriage. In the wake of Sarah's death, Abraham's attention turns to assuring that God's covenant of progeny, land, and blessing will stay alive after he is gone. He is concerned that his 40-something son Isaac has not settled down, and he needs to get him hitched in a hurry. Such an important task cannot be entrusted to just anyone, so Abraham enlists his right-hand man, his numero uno unnamed chief steward. He makes his servant take an oath to get a wife for Isaac, not from among the Canaanites in whose land he now resides, but from Abraham's own kin. So charged with this important duty, on which the future of the covenant rests, the servant prepares for his journey. He packs ten of his master's uh, camels with enough gifts to bribe a prospective bride's family, and journeys some 600 miles back to Mesopotamia, where God first called Abraham and where his extended family still lives. Arriving in the old country, the servant goes directly to the local watering hole. This is the prime pickup spot because all the women would come to the well as the cool of the evening approached to get water for their households. Couples in the Bible were always hooking up at wells, including Isaac's future son, Jacob, and his wife, Rachel. Now, the servant is very intent on making a good match for his master's son. He's not going to take his chance with the first bachelorette who comes along. So after arriving at the well, he consults with the Almighty, offering the very first direct prayer in the scriptures. O Lord God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Let the girl to whom I shall sell you please offer your drink that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one 
whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. It's a bold prayer. The matchmaker prays that God would grant him success in his endeavor, not sometime in the near future, not that week, not tomorrow, but that very day. How many of us would be so bold as to ask God to make something happen before sundown? Now, besides a tight time frame, the servant also raises the bar by proposing a test for the eligible bachelorette. The young woman will go beyond the customary hospitality of giving him a drink by going the second mile and offering to water his camels as well. Even before the servant has finished his prayer, Rebecca has arrived on the scene. Not only is she Johnny on the spot, but she also fits the bill. She's beautiful, she's pure, and most importantly, she passes the test with flying colors, giving the servant a drink and generously watering his camels as well. Now, the enormity of such a task is lost on us. This is not a matter of putting a bowl of water out for an animal. Camels can drink 20 to 30 gallons at a time, and the servant has 10 camels. So not only is Rebecca hospitable, but apparently she's freakishly strong as well. His prayer answered, the servant seals the deal. He places gold bracelets on her arms and a gold ring in her nose because, you know, nothing says commitment like a gold ring in the nose. And then makes the delightful discovery that she is kin to his master, the granddaughter of Abraham's brother, Nahor. At this bit of providential news, the servant breaks out in grateful praise and worship. Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. Love first entered the biblical story in Genesis 22 in the familiar love of Abraham for his son Isaac. Now love is used for the first time, and it's used to describe God's love for Abraham. The word for love used here is found over 250 times in the Old Testament. It is a word translated as steadfast love or loving kindness. There's just no single word in the English language that can capture its breadth and depth. It is a love that entails loyalty and faithfulness, mercy and grace. It is a love of active kindness. In other words, it's the kind of love that we all long for, a love that will not let us go no matter what. 
while romantic love is as, as fleeting as the infatuation of a young couple, and the love of a family often fails us, the steadfast love of God will not. What are those words we recite in the great thanksgiving? When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. This story reminds us that God is love. It is who God is. And that steadfast love of God for Abraham is ultimately revealed for us in the sacrificial love of Jesus. God's son, who is the bridegroom of the church. And this is why today we worship and praise our Lord, saying with the psalmist, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever and ever. Let us pray. You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.